Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Gentlemen, welcome to another digital citizen with me, me, Fro, and Luke is here as well. Hi, Luke. And me. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Hello. Me. How are you? Me. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, it's been pretty nice the last couple days, so uh, it's yeah. been pretty chill uh, mm-hmm. no giant storms this week so that's nice <laughs> but the storm doesn't bother me anyway <laughs> i've heard some rumors about that uh what has been been my week well it has been less stressful than last week thank fuck for that yeah me too actually uh what did I did do since we spoke? Did I tell you that I was at the dentist and back after ten minutes at the dentist? I don't. I know we talked about your tooth last week, I think, but I don't remember talking about the dentist. Right. Okay, so uh, Thursday, I had this dentist appointment. I think it was Thursday, at least, uh, and I was there for ten minutes. And they didn't do anything and sent me back again because they uh, were uh, taking the corona tests. So was a really like I I had prepared myself and I was really scared and things like that for absolutely nothing. And uh, it also also was a new dentist. So there's two dentist systems in, in Norway. You can do it privately. Okay. Uh, and you can do it over uh, uh, the county. The county dentist uh, is uh, what I visited last week. Yeah, and I'm going tomorrow. I'm not really looking forward to that. On Friday, I get new glasses. I'm looking more forward to that because I have had these glasses a little too long. Wait, um, so you're telling yeah. me you can have socialized medicine but also have private health care at the same time what i know that is know. that is just crazy don't, don't tell <laughs> joe biden this because he doesn't apparently know about it <laughs> i know i know socialist medicine and private it is so fucking weird it's almost like you pay premium for 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 getting in front of the line or something <laughs> I've been doing a little research on something I'd never heard of this week. Have you ever heard mm. of toxic positivity from? It's something like... Ho- toxic what? Toxic positivity. Okay. You know, what like being that? being positive? Yes. But, but toxic, toxic positivity. It's apparently... I, it's, been, it's been around, but I just found out about it this week. It's like a term... Uh, toxic positivity is a belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset, uh, as in a good vibes only approach to life. Examples: yeah. uh, Don't just don't worry about it. 
Uh, it could be worse. Stop being so negative all the time. Uh, why why yes. aren't you always looking on the bright side? Everything happens for a reason, Fro. Mm, tell that to every cancer patient <laughs> in the world. Apparently this has become a big talking point since, uh, you know, the lockdown, because a lot of people yeah. aren't are starting to get more depressed and they're because they're stuck inside their you know stuck in their own head more and stuff toxic positivity has become a big thing that people are talking about uh the idea of being overly positive to the point where it's just fake uh yeah which is funny because i feel like this is was a talking point on youtube like in 2014 toxic positivity <laughs> yes <laughs> Right? Like, I think PewDiePie yeah. and, like, uh, who was the person to first... Probably Philip DeFranco, I think, was the first person to bring mm -hmm. up the idea of forced positivity on YouTube. Right. PewDiePie, that looks very nice as a woman. I would hit that. I haven't seen the video yet, actually. Yeah, I, I saw No, I saw oh. the thumbnail, though, so I know what he okay. looks like. I just haven't watched the video, no. Yeah. He's very beautiful as a woman. <laughs> I was busy watching movies yesterday, actually, so we'll talk about that in the movie round. <laughs> Ooh. Were you watching Robin Hood and the Seven Men? No. Robin Hood and the Seven Men. Okay. I think it was... Yeah, Sounds like I... a gay porn, but all right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> Gar. Uh... No, uh, uh, was isn't that the, the title of the like the most known one, Robin Hood and the Seven Men? No, well, it might be in might be the name of it in Norway, you know. Well, okay, how many? Uh, oh, and it's Merryman. Was it Merryman then? <sighs> Robin Hood I, and his Merryman. That might be the name of it in Norway. Uh, what okay. are you? Are you thinking? Are you thinking of the movie? Or are you thinking of the book? You got to narrow it down. There's like about a million versions of Robin Hood. So okay, so I'm thinking about about the book. Isn't that called Robin Hood and His Merry Men? Robin Hood and the something thieves, seven thieves? No, oh. it might be the seven thieves. Okay, that's maybe where I have the seven from. Let me look it up. <laughs> Everybody's googling <laughs> Robin Hood in his married man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also remember the Mel Brooks movie, uh, Robin Hood in Tights. That was the one. Movie. Robin Hood and the Seven. Robin and the Seven Hoods is a 1964 American musical directed by Gordon Douglas. I've no. I've never heard of this. See, Ro Robin Hood and the Seven Hoods. It sounds racist. It's a 1964 musical. <laughs> it sounds very racist. Maybe it is. It probably <laughs> is. It's got Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin in it. Oh, yeah. If Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin is in it, it's definitely... Uh, it's got a possibility racist. of being racist. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, no, what is the most known Robin Hood movie or book? Is it... The Mel Brooks one, or is it the the oh gosh, who Kevin played, Costner? Who played Rob? Kevin Costner one, yeah, Kevin Costner one, yeah. yeah, yeah actually, probably in two like in two thousand twenty one, which is the most famous, probably the Mel Brooks. I bet younger yeah. people don't even know that the that version exists. Right, I uh, really like that the nineties version, which yeah. 
it's one of the yeah. better Robin Hood kind of uh, versions there is out there, I think. Yeah. It's definitely better than the newer Robin Hood, which was, what, like three years ago or something, that terrible oh, one? Oh, that was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Wasn't that weird, uh, grumpy old man Boogaloo from uh, from uh, Australia? I don't remember who was in that at all. No. I, I think it was uh, a little bloated, can sing, has a singing career. I, I will think of his name. Okay. Uh, but yeah, talk about Robin Hood while, while I find his name. We talked about Robin Hood last week uh, and everything that was going on with the trading and Reddit. Uh, after that, on Thursday, the day after we talked about it, Robin Hood on Thursday restricted trading of GameStop, AMC, and BlackBerry, as well as other stocks. Uh, we had talked about AMC like after the news round. In the movie round, we talked about AMC, Fro, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like... It seems like what's going on with AMC is exactly what's going on with GameStop. Uh, and that theory of ours <laughs> that we came up with last week seemed to be instantly confirmed the day after because everybody started uh, putting money into AMC the day after we <laughs> mentioned it. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Uh, the discontinued brokerage informed clients that they could close out positions uh, in affected stocks but could not uh, purchase additional shares. Uh, companies affected by the restrictions were, like I said, GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond, Express, Cost, Naked Brand, and Nokia. Uh, Robinhood also lifted margin requirements for certain trades. This move came on Thursday b- before the market markets opened for just regular people. Because the other thing is, these giant hedge funds have different rules of when they can trade and when they can't they they can do uh off the market trading right why is that they just have rules that these people could do it do things that you know written just regular normal, normal people, people aren't allowed can. to do yeah the other yeah. thing is that oh. the, these little yeah. these little people they have like if they're going through ameritrade or they're going through whatever uh app they're using they don't have the same kind of rules as far as these giant corporations. They have their computers right next to Wall Street so that they have even like a minute like buying advantage where their computer is like one one hundredth of a second closer to the stock than than your computer is. So they, they can buy it that much faster than you can. So all in all, they have a huge advantage over just regular people already. And then to see Robin Hood um, do this specifically, clearly, uh, to help out rich people and screw over just regular everyday people, it it opens up the idea that clearly the game's rigged, Fro, right? Right. Of course it's rigged. I mean... It's it's clearly a rate. I mean, I think I think this is one of those things that I I like. I don't understand math at all. Like I I have to be completely honest. Like math for me is like German for you or something. Okay. <laughs> like it's totally like speaking speaking gibberish math for me. But even I to a certain uh, degree understand that 
this is just ludicrous. This is ludicrously stupid and weird. Having an app like Robin Hood's like going out and like saying, Hey, you can't buy any more of this stock because guess what? We were involved with selling the stock in the first place. Because so if you buy stock, we will not earn any more money. We can't do let you do this. It's it sounds extremely, extremely, extremely bad for Robinhood app. The app itself was always working for these uh, larger hedge funds and everything else. Robinhood right. was it, very much like Facebook was selling people's data that they got, even selling right. the data of like what stocks people were buying. So. Right. All that data was being sent to hedge funds, and they could use the data of what regular people were buying and selling as, like, add that data into their own algorithm to tell them what to buy. Uh, and wow. so when Robinhood was star starting to be used against those people, Robinhood said, oh, we, our actual customers, the people we actually care about, are the hedge fund people are getting screwed over, so right. we got to stop these other stop. people from doing what they're yeah. doing. And it just exposed the idea that not only are the these small websites working with these large hedge funds, but it's very mm -hmm. clear that uh, Wall Street itself is a rigged game where if, you, if a regular person starts to get ahead... Uh, Every the whole all the rules can just be changed because uh, a a few regular people started to make some money. Uh, that that just shows you that it's all it, it none of it's real. It's all just uh, yeah. made up. It's all make believe. It's all it's all a grift, right? You want to hear something that's kind of funny? What? Uh, I wasn't thinking about the 2018 version of Robin Hood because uh, that is Terrison uh, Ter uh, Agerton and Jamie Foxx and Ben Mendelsohn. I was thinking of the 2010 version of Robin Hood directed by Ridley Scott and Russell Crowe. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I yeah. If I saw like a commercial or like an uh, ad for it, I I'd probably remember it. But I don't I remember... That one. <laughs> I don't remember. Was Russell Crowe Robin Hood? Yes. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't and remember that. And it's directed by Ridley Scott. And it was not good. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so after everything that happened with Robin Hood, uh, people were not happy because they were like, wow, this app sucks and is clearly... Yeah. Uh, was clearly being being used as like a way to screw people over this whole time so people went on google mm -hmm. play store and started downvoting it giving it bad ratings so what happened with that from well <laughs> they took away the bad reviews google did that is so atrociously stupid yeah the latest low ratings come out just days after google salvaged uh, the app's rating by removing a hundred thousand reviews uh, of all were negative ratings against Robin Hood. So Google went in after all this happened. So from the first thing we just read, Robin Hood oh. and 
these Wall Street hedge funds were all working together to screw over regular people. And that's kind of like, oh, that's really dirty. But then Google comes in and is also working with them to screw over regular people, right? This is when people talk about a conspiracy and conspiracy theory. This is a legit mm. conspiracy of multiple people working together to screw over other people, right? Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of funny that, like, in in original folklore, he's, like, he's supposed to be this guy that takes from the rich and gives to the poor. And now, in 2021, he's, like, working for the rich to get them even more richer. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they named Robin Hood that as kind of... Um, a fuck you kind of like you know oh it's this but it's actually the exact reverse of what right. we're naming it right yeah yeah well at least at least we can't blame the russians that's uh, at least something right nobody would blame you know this whole rock Robin Hood uh, Reddit thing on Russia. That would just be crazy for us. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. If someone tried to blame this on Russia, I can't believe anybody would be that stupid, would they? I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week that somebody had kind of alluded to it on uh, one of the news stations. They had kind of been like, well, maybe there's somebody... Maybe there's a possibility... Like, we had alluded... Somebody had alluded to it last week when we talked about it on the show... But this week, it came out as a talking point on Jimmy Kimmel. So let's go ahead and hear that from him. In three, two, one, play. GameStop, if you don't know, it's a video game store. And like a lot okay. of businesses, they've been struggling because of COVID, but also because most people buy games online now. Right, because they're and like yet, blockbuster. Despite a sharp decline in sales, over the past six months, their stock price has grown by 8,000% mm. because a bunch of amateur investors, maybe even some Russian disruptors, what? who are part of a Reddit community called Wall Street Bets, <laughs> decided to buy a bunch of GameStop stock. <laughs> well, that was what? just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> who has he been talking to that, like... Um, we heard, like, one offhanded comment last week from somebody on the news, and then all of a sudden Jimmy Kimmel just, yeah. it, he's just, like, a expert on Russia now. He's an yeah. expert on the relations between Russia and America, and he's just like, oh, it must be the Russians. Just assume it's the Russians. Oh, so fucking typical. I, it, it is, it is a little, like, I, I was reading, uh, it wasn't really covered in Norwegian media that much, mm -hmm. this thing. But I was reading a, a very interesting, like, leader in one of the biggest national newspapers in Norway called Aftenposten, and they said something to the degree of, like, this is, this is proving once and for all that, uh, that... Uh, it's it's not uh, the little men that are in control, but it is the big co corporations. And I think that's like I, I'm kind of glad it happened because it it has opened a lot of people's eyes to what we have known for a fucking long time that corporations are not like inherent to little people; they are inherent to the rich people. Right, and last week we had said, like, 
I had said, I guess, uh, that CNN, MSNBC, I was assuming that they would be behind, they would have the back of the big banks and they would have the back of Robin Hood instead of having yeah. the back. And they definitely did this week. They were definitely saying, oh, uh, I, the talking point that I heard a lot was that, oh, this is just Bernie bros and Trump, Trumpites working together to try to screw over the system. That was mm -hmm. the talking point that, oh, now the left and the, the extreme left and the extreme right are trying to destroy the system. And it's like, aren't you the ones that have been talking about unity between the left and the right this whole time? And now when mm -hmm. there is unity between the left and the right, you go, well, not that kind of unity. We didn't mean that unity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at, le at least there are not Nazis, so it's that. <laughs> we don't think, right? Uh, but there, we did, I mean, the whole thing with the Capitol riot, that was all con definitely a right-wing thing, uh, oh, definitely. even though they tried to blame it on Antifa, which was kind of hilarious. That was very funny, yeah. But the, I think the Robin Hood thing is not, they, they try to, there's been people trying to equate it to the Capitol riot, the Capitol insurrection, like people attacking yeah. Wall Street is the same as people attacking the U.S. government. Yes, uh, because that's exactly the same. Look. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know why they're making that point, but they have been. <laughs> because it's the same thing. One of the leaders of the that movement, that whole the pro, leader of the Proud Boys specifically, one of the groups that was part mm -hmm. of the Capitol riot. Uh, the leader of their group got arrested like the day of the riot or the day before, mm -hmm. I think actually he got arrested the day before and everybody was kind of like, that's a little weird because he got arrested and released. And then they're like, you have to leave Washington DC the day it happened. So everybody was kind of like, this guy seems to be getting off kind of easy. Uh, he just happened to uh, get kicked out of Washington DC the day before this riot happens. People were like, that's a little weird that the leader wouldn't even be there. We find out this week, the leader of the proud boys who was arrested in Washington DC shortly before the Capitol riot Capitol riot previously was an undercover, uh, and cooperated with investigators in 2012 court documents have showed. Uh, so it turns out that this guy was a federal informant. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? He... It's almost like the attack on Capitol was hmm, made by the government. <laughs> There, I mean, uh, there's no evidence. It says here, there's sure. no evidence that he currently is working with any undercover operations, is what it says. Um, of course, undercover operation, how would you know? Because it's undercover, right? Right. Uh, uh, the details of his cooperation, which were first reported Wednesday by Reuters, uh, were found in a yeah. transcript of a 2014 federal hearing in Florida regarding a sentence... Uh, his sentence for participating in a scheme involving the resale of diabetic test strips. So he was, like, reselling medical supplies? That's really okay. weird. Um, 
so it, it's and he was arrested in Washington on January fourth, two days before the Trump mob stormed the Capitol uh, in a bid to overturn the president. Uh, he was accused of vandalizing a Black Lives Matter ban, ban Black Lives Matter banner at a historic black church. Do you remember that guy who it became like a big story? This guy who uh, vandalized the Black Lives Matter banner right. and was arrested, and then he was he ended up just getting immediately released like the next day but they he he wasn't there for the actual riot because he was arrested so people are saying oh maybe he maybe he was working with them the whole time right and they brought him in to tell them everything that was about to go on and then they just released him that would be what they would do with an undercover so that it seemed they they would be able to talk to him and they wouldn't ruin his uh undercover status because he could go back to the people and say, oh, they arrested me, when really they just brought him in to give him information. That's what a lot of people are thinking about this. Does that make sense? I mean, there's no evidence to suggest that that's true, but it seems that that's a possibility. Right. By the way, when I was thinking of Robin Hood and his Merry Men, that is actually the Walt Disney version from 1952. It's called The Story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men. Great. <laughs> uh, hey, we shouldn't listen to Luke, uh, because I am sure Luke is full of heroin, methamphetamine, LSD, oxidone, and other drugs. Because that is ha what happens when you legalize things in Oregon. Right. Uh, Oregon... Yesterday, was it? No, two days ago, Oregon became the first state ago. to decriminalize yeah. the possession of certain drugs. Police in Oregon can no longer arrest somebody for possession of a small amount of heroin, methamphetamine, LSD, oxycodone, and other drugs as a ballot measure to decriminalize them took effect on Monday. Instead, those found with possession would face a $100 fine and a, or a health assessment that could lead to an addiction counseling. Backers of the ballot measure, which Oregon voters passed by a wide margin in November, hailed it as a revolutionary move for the United States. It says, today, yeah, is, so today is the first domino against the cruel and inhumane war on drugs. Uh, set off. This is setting off what we expect to be a cascade of other efforts centered around uh, health over criminalization. Yeah, so I'm sure as every Republican is super scared of, uh, your parents, you, everybody that you know is full of heroin and LSD right. because now, now that now, now that it is illegal, legal, it's 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 of course like you go right away and use it. It's instantly uh, New Ve New Vegas from the stand <laughs> in Oregon now is what it's happening here. Everything has just gone completely into chaos. People just living on top of telephone poles on PCP and like there's just mass chaos, burning cars in the streets, heroin junkies just all over the sidewalks, mm -hmm. just shooting up all over the place. No, that's not how this works. It's not like just, oh, drugs are legal, so everybody's going to use drugs now. The same people who are using drugs on Sunday are now using drugs on on Monday. The same one. So it's not like anything's changed other than the law. I think that that is funny, though, that the whole idea, even before with uh, marijuana legalization, yeah. oh, was yeah, the idea, yeah. oh, 
if you legalize marijuana, this is mostly from like the Christian right, really is where it comes mm. from. If you legalize drugs or legalize marijuana, instantly the fabric of society is going to fall apart because we don't. People will all just be super high all the time. And nothing will ever right. get done, and it's like, okay, that didn't happen. It's been two days now, and all drugs are legal, and nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like uh, uh, that movie uh, about drugs. Where 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 everybody is like so scared of talking about it because it's like oh if you talk about it everybody will take it. Uh, hey, um, when I say Sputnik Five, I was thinking maybe that was an asteroid or uh, uh, something like that from Russia, but no, it's uh, actually the vaccine, uh, and it is ninety. Two percent effective in trials. That's a good thing. Yeah, the Sputnik Five coronavirus vaccine, which we talked about what many months ago for the first time. Oh, many. Yeah, because it was kind of the first vaccine that came out uh, because mm-hmm. they had. Well, people said they had rushed it in the beginning. Is what a lot of people oh, said. Yeah. Uh, the Russian Sputnik Five coronavirus vaccine gives around ninety-two percent protection. Uh. uh Late stage trial published in the Lancet revealed. So that's a very credible source. It has also been yes. deemed safe, and Super. it has also been deemed safe and offers complete protection against hospitalization and death. The vaccine was initially met with some controversy after being rolled out initially, but scientists mm-hmm. say its benefit has now been demonstrated, and it joins the ranks of other vaccines alongside the Pfizer and Oxford AstraZeneca. Uh, Moderna and Janssen vaccines. Here is a very, very stupid question. Are you you ready for a very, very, very stupid question? What? Why don't they mix all the vaccines together and make one super vaccine? Because that's generally not how vaccines work, I'm assuming. I don't know enough about (laughs) vaccines, but I don't think that's how that works. I don't think I don't think it's like Formula Fifty One, the movie with Samuel L. Jackson, where you just mix all the drugs together, and if you mix all the drugs together, apparently it makes it that there's no drugs in that movie. If you if you mix all the drugs into one pill, it doesn't get you high. If you remember that. Oh, it's such a stupid movie. <laughs> I kind of liked that movie when it first came out because it was so dumb, because it was so silly that it was like, okay, this is kind of stupid. I bet you a lot of uh, people have never seen that. Um, There's a great joke in that where he's like, I told you to take care of him, not take care of him. (laughs) And he's like, shows it. Right. Uh, So good. Uh, But uh, back to the vaccine. But unlike other uh, similar vaccines, the Sputnik jab uses two slightly different versions of the vaccine for the first and second dose, given 21 days apart. I don't know if that is interesting. Um, I think it's just uh, interesting that we have this many yeah. vaccines now, and and mm-hmm. that's still not... Um, it's a good move, right? Uh, yeah. But we're seeing that because of all these variants, it might, it's going to help, but it, it could not... Uh, fix everything because none of these vaccines cover all these different variants. Here's something that is interesting. 
Uh, tell tell me if you can find a, a little strange thing about this, okay? So, as well as Russia, it's used in other places like Argentina, Palestinian territories, Venezuela, Hungary, UAA, and Iran. What? Right, I talked Wait. about that. Remember, I totally said this last week. I made a whole point uh -huh. last week about Venezuela and Iran and how Russia was... They yeah. were giving them the vaccine, if you remember me talking about that last week, and how no, you had I, said, like, yeah. oh, Venezuela is saying they have some kind of cure for the thing, and I was like, it probably is this Russian vaccine. Well, we found out this week that it wasn't. Apparently, Venezuela has their own, that. like, kind of, it's not a cure, it's not a vaccine, it's some type of... um Initial drug for when people first are, are first getting uh, right. COVID, which is like a it's different than a vaccine, but they have some other drugs. So there's lots of different drugs out there right now. I think I made somebody made a good point on Twitter the other day, saying uh, specifically about the Moderna vaccine and, and the the Pfizer vaccines that these companies, if they wanted to, could release the uh, design of the vaccine to all these other little uh, vaccine companies, and we could be producing so much more of these vaccines if they didn't want to make money. If they if their focus wasn't on making money out of the vaccine, they would just release the patent and just let everybody make it so that we would have vaccine all over the place, right? But because only yeah. this one company is allowed to make it because they patented the design of the vaccine, we have less vaccine. Does that make sense? Definitely. And because yeah. this goes back to this whole Wall Street thing and, like, the greed that we're dealing with is, like, we could have this all figured out so much faster if people just uh, worried about developing the vaccine and get getting rid of the vi virus instead of worrying about how they're going to make money out of the virus. <laughs> Are you ready for an experiment, Luke? Okay. Hey, Google, what do you think about Bing? Nothing, apparently. Okay. <laughs> Australian Prime Minister, Bing. though, says Bing yeah. could replace Google. Australian yeah. Prime Minister on Monday said Microsoft is confident it can fill the void if Google carries out its threat to remove its search engine from the country of Australia, which we talked about last week. Google executives told the, a Senate hearing last month that it would likely make its search engine unavailable in Australia. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, Morrison? Yeah. Said the spokesman in my, my I almost said Minecraft. The spoke, spokes, <laughs> the spokesman in Minecraft. <laughs> said the spoke, spokesman to Microsoft, chief's executive, uh, about his search engine being uh, to be filling the space. I can tell you Microsoft is pretty confident that Australians uh, would not be worse off, Morrison told the National Press Club in Australia. Duck, duck, go, Australia. Much better. I use Bing... Well, I don't really use... Do you use DuckDuckGo occasionally, or is that just yeah. a joke? Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I use Bing quite often, actually. I never used Bing in my entire life. When... When I'm looking up something on Google and it's clear that Google is telling me, uh, hey, I don't want to show you these certain results, I go to Bing yeah. and it'll show me the results I want to see. Hmm. That's weird. 
Yeah, no, I, I think this is interesting. I mean, uh, we talked about this last week about how how things should be split up uh, uh, with revenue and Google and things like that. But uh, do you think anything would be different with Bing? Like, of course, they had to follow the, the, uh, the same laws. So I don't really see what would be the difference. Uh, difference to who? To the Australians. Uh, they don't have to deal with Google. That would be the difference ah, to the Australians. I mean, I if, guess, if Microsoft so. is willing to follow their rules as a yeah. country, and Google is not willing to follow their rules as a country, uh, I don't think anything's going to change other than the fact that they won't have Google. Uh, and Google... Well, Bing benefits from this because it gives them a market share that Google doesn't have because they're already behind Google in in that area, right? As far as in the world being the top search engine, Google is the top search engine. But if you make Bing the top search engine in Australia, that moves them that much closer to being even with Google. So it benefits uh, both Australia and Bing. The only person it doesn't benefit is Google, really. Hey, there is some fishy. I have waited to say this all week. It has. There's something fishy about Subway. Look, see what I did there? Oh uh, yeah. Something fishy. Yeah, about Subway because they are using fake fish. So that's fishy. Well, according to a lawsuit. Uh... From last week, a lawsuit accused Subway of using fake fish in its tuna subs. Now the popular chain is offering a deal on its menu items so customers can try it themselves and discover the restaurant's tuna is the real deal. The new pop-up on Subway's website highlights that the restaurant's 100% real wild-caught tuna. Uh, It also tempts customers with a 15% discount on any tuna footlong. This promotion... Uh, doesn't mention the lawsuit outright, but it certainly appears to be a creative response to a lawsuit that Subway yeah. has vowed to fight. The company even provided customers with a promo code for this. So they got sued because somebody said that... Somebody is saying that their tuna is not real. It says the lawsuit filed last week when two customers filed a complaint in a U.S. district court of Northern Northern District of California, alleging that they were tricked into buying food items that wholly lacked the ingredients they reasonably thought that they were purchasing. Okay. I like fish things and things like that. I really do. But in my sub, it it gets too wet. I've never had a... I've never gone to Subway and ordered a... A tuna sub. I, that just yeah, no. Anything Sounds... from a fast food place that's fish is weird to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same here. When I was, and it's also go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no. It, it, it and also like tuna has a lot of like oil and things in it, so it would be kind of wet sub in the first way. And I'm not very like soaky bread and things like that. I I don't really want that. I it doesn't really get that wet to be honest I, I mean I had really? yeah tuna salad's not really that it doesn't really sog up the bread no no salad no I agree 
But uh, but clean tuna, uh, like uh, no, this is very. The, rare. That's not what Subway sells, though. They sell ah. tuna mixed with it's it's a tuna sandwich. It's not just okay. tuna, right? Let's go to Myanmar. Uh, there has been a coup there, uh, ongoing actually, uh, uh, and uh, well, there was this fitness instructor that has been kind of. Uh, in in the news, why is that, Luke? Uh, the military arrested the leader and seized control of the government of Myanmar early Monday, ending a fragile ten-year transition of civilian rule. Uh, an aerobics instructor, uh, King Hin Hinin Wa, sure, uh, was recording her morning workout. It appears at the very moment Myanmar's military uh, decided to seize power. Uh, though she seems blissfully unaware as the convoy of military vehicles streams behind her towards the Capitol building. Uh, so let's watch this, and then we'll talk a little more about it. Uh, watch just like a minute or two of it. Give me a countdown. In uh, three, two, one, go. Okay, there she goes. She stands in front of uh, four rows. You're more than welcome to do the uh, things she does. Uh, I'm not going to do it because I'm lazy. So this is like a live stream, so I assume she just has people who follow her in the morning and do the workout? Like, you know. Right. Jump, jump, jump. Jump, jump, jump. And the song happens to just have, like, police sirens in it also, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> kind of ironic, yeah. I like the song, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But the workout just seems really super easy. Like, this must be a workout for old people or something, right? I would be dead right now, so yes. Oh, okay. But I'm also fat, so it's also that. I get exhausted just thinking about going and getting my mail. Okay, do you see a scooter behind her? I love how she pushes her you, you wouldn't be exhausted if you did this, really? Well, I mean, maybe after, like, a number, like, a 30 minutes of this, but she's, it's not like she's doing Billy Blanks, like, a Tybo or anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is true. I love the music, though. It's very, uh, apt. And she's very sporting. Okay, and now... Okay. A car? You're seeing some black Another vehicles car? going towards, like, a barricade behind her? Okay. And now there's, t like, a MRAP tank with, like, a gun on top of it. <laughs> Holy And fuck. there's about 20 vehicles now, and she does not... <laughs> how does she not hear what's going on behind her? <laughs> And there we see another car with a gun on the roof. Yeah, it's a, a big, gun. giant gun, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a Gatlin gun. This woman's got the world's worst peripheral vision, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she just, like, She just keeps going, yeah. Yeah, okay, I think we can stop there. Yeah, okay. So yeah, she was just live streaming and just didn't even notice that the government yeah. was being taken over. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, it's big, big news here in Norway because we gave um, 
the leader of Myanmar, the Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they're starting to... Yeah, I don't remember her name. Uh, I think it was in the article, but... Aung San Suu Kyi. Okay. Yeah. Was, was the Nobel Peace Prize winner. Yeah. I saw yesterday that yeah. they nominated Black Lives Matter for the Nobel Peace yes. Prize. Yes. Yes. Which I thought was very cool. I mean, it's not really I a person, hope... but... No. I, I, I hope they win, to be honest. It would be very angry Republicans. I've already seen some angry re Republicans on YouTube, like, talking shit about them getting the Nobel Peace Prize. Right, and they've only just been nominated, so it's not... I mean, yeah. last time, uh, last year Trump, uh, last year and the year before that, Trump was nominated for the prize and didn't win, so, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, let's hear Trump telling the truth about it. This is Trump where Trump tells the truth. Screw Wall Street. Screw Wall Street. Isn't it funny when Wall Street can do any game they want? Screw people. Manipulate courses of uh, stocks and bonds and so on. And they can always talk about, we don't want any regulations. Well, of course they don't want any regulations. But it is like I told you before. People on the top are always against socialism until they need the state's money. Then they want the bailout. They are always for less regulations, but not when people on the bottom are screwing them for their money. Yeah, they are. The only way trickle-down economics work, the only way it ever gives money to the poor, if, the, if it is the rich people who are crying. We all heard about a little funny thing about Reddit, uh, GameStop, and so on. And a lot of people now want those places to stop doing what they're doing because they need regulations. And who did they go to? Yes, they go to the politician they're already bought. Isn't that funny? Where is the tea baggers now? Where are the frenzy conservatives who want less regulations? It's always what I said. Wall Street want to screw Main Street. They don't want to share. They want the rules to benefit them, only them. They want socialism for them, only them. This is pure greed at its worst. The funny thing, if you've been a principal conservative, you say like, yeah, I want to open opportunities for everybody. That's what he's saying. That's why they go to elections. That's why they go around to little shit towns where he'll be like, we got, we're going to go give you opportunities. <clears throat> but you all know that's a lie. And the lie has been exposed for the last few weeks. What we need is not m more capitalism. It's less. We need a new form of capitalism, a green one. We wanted politics for Main Street, not for Wall Street. And people can say, oh yeah, that's that's communism, and that's this, and this, that, and I look at the people who lived in the Eastern Europe and so fucking on. But everybody knows that's not bullshit. It's funny, like, I could not say that Scandinavia is perfect, or Nordic countries. There are even snakes in paradise. There are things who's not doing right and could done better. Sometimes that has not much to do about economics. It's about culture. The things, and not everything you can even solve with politics. Yeah, that's one thing the people on the right have 
one truth. Yeah, you cannot solve everything with politics, but you can solve a lot with politics. You can solve a lot with regulation and rules and so on. But of course, people will be assholes. Even in any system there is, people will try to benefit more for themselves in any system there is. And there will be bureaucracy and trouble in every fucking system. Don't get me. Bureaucracy, people on the right claim they hate. They have that in the private sector too. They just call it something else. Same shit, new wrapping. It's about how we organize the society. I hope more big countries, companies bleed. Bleed more money. And I think a lot of forums on the Reddit and so on do even more to screw them. Screw them and screw them and screw them. That means they have a whole political debate about regulations again, about rules again. And then the right and the conservatives will be very fucking stupid. This was Trump with Trump tells the truth. Have a nice day. Thank you, Tron. That was nice of you to send that. As always, you're the best. Yeah, very good. Uh, TV round. Uh, Melvin Manson uh, is dropped by his label, uh, record label, uh, over abuse allegations. Uh, yeah, abuse allegations from Evan Rachel Wood uh, of yeah. uh, Westworld fame. I think that's probably where she's most famous yeah. from. She's in many other oh, things, yeah, but she's been f- yeah. been an actress for a very long time. Uh, Marilyn Manson has been dropped by his record label following claims uh, by actress Evan Rachel Wood that she was horrifically abused by him. Uh, Vista Loma Vista Recording said it would no longer be working with Manson. Uh... The singer's most recent album through Loma Vista was last year, which reached number seven in the UK and number eight in the US. On Monday, Wood claimed that Manson had horrifically abused her during their three-year relationship in the late 90s. Okay. Uh, I guess that we should point out that, what, there were three other people, I believe, that came out and also... Yeah. Or four. There were four other women that came out with similar, if not worse, allegations Sorry. than yeah. her. Yeah, of grooming and things like that, so... Yeah, just grooming and some really kind of horrifically terrible-sounding yeah. stuff, kind of uh, R. Kelly-level abuse. Yep. Uh, like, kind of uh, cult-like abuse, it seemed like. Um, yeah. And sh- the other thing is he... Uh, this is what I have been reading, is that he wrote a book and he's done interviews and stuff where he even just discussed this stuff outright. Like it's, it's out, it's been out there. Like she's talking about it now. Oh. Yeah. But he wrote, he wrote a lot of this stuff down, like in his book and in interviews, he talked about like some of the stuff he did to these people. Um, which I think is crazy. He wrote that, it down? That it's just, it was, well, I mean, think about it. His persona has always been that wild, crazy like persona so people were just like oh well that's just him that's who he is that's his crazy persona and now people are going oh wait maybe it's not a persona maybe that's actually who this guy really was right i mean it seems for me that uh these allegations have have uh, something in them i'm not going to say it's 110 percent, but it seems like it's 
There's lots of allegations here from multiple women, so it could be that some are true and some are not true. It could be that all of them are true, or there could be shades of uh, gray here, for sure. But um, even Tara Reid came out and said uh, she stands with Evan Rachel Wood, so there you go. Uh, Other than that, we have some very sad wipeout news about uh, one of their contestants, Michael... Persaitis that uh, died uh, during filming. Right, I guess they were rebooting Wipeout. We should probably start there. Yes. On TBS, they were rebooting it. Uh, so it's yet to launch. Uh, it was originally an ABC game show from 2008 to 2014. Uh, this man died 24 hours after being taken to the hospital following an attempt uh, at the show's difficult obstacle course. Uh yeah, so the question is, are they going to release this television show now? I would imagine that it's kind of taboo no. to release this show. <laughs> yeah. I would probably guess no. At least that episode. Definitely that episode, but I was thinking, like, releasing... Maybe in, like, two years you could put it out, but I don't think putting it out this year would be very... That's not on the level for me, I guess. Me neither, but let me have this clear. I think you and me have another kind of like level of understanding for this, but I it wouldn't surprise me if they did it. Oh no, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. It's just I feel like, especially if I was the family, would you want to turn on the TV and then this show is on? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that just feels really evil to me, or not evil, but just uh, not very. on par. Yeah, not very on par. By the way, this yeah. was going to be. This was hosted by John Zena of all people. Yeah, of uh, of John Cena fame. <laughs> right, he's almost there at like that level of the Rock where you don't have to say he's from WWE anymore, right? right? It, <laughs> yes. He's almost there. I don't think he's at the Rock level yet, though. No, no, he's he's getting there. I think he will get there with a the new Fast and Furious. Yeah, there's got to be one of this one. There's got to be one John Cena movie that comes out that's kind of like okay, that now he's yeah. That movie hasn't come out yet. Maybe it will be Fast and Furious. I think so. Uh, have you seen any movies this week? No, uh, that's not the question I was going to ask you. Have you seen any TV this week? Uh, I did. <laughs> right. Um, Let's see, I, I saw something that you saw either last week or the week, week before. Okay. Bling Empire, Fro, I watched. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you watch that? I think it was because I was on Netflix and it recommended it to me, and I was like, oh yeah, Fro wow. said that that was a show. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll at least give it a chance, because he said he watched the whole thing. I remember that's why, because you said I watched the whole thing, and it was so yes, bad. Yes, because of episode two. Stupid episode two. Right, and I can't understand, because episode one definitely doesn't have the hook episode two does. No. At, after episode one, I was kind of like, okay, it's like a stupid, uh, uh, what's the show compared? The Hills. It's not really yes. like the Kardashians, it's more like the Hills, because it's not really a family, it's a whole bunch of different, just rich people, right? Yes. So it's kind of like yes. The Hills in that way. Um, I, I mean, this show was terrible. I mean, this is, this it is, is, this show shows everything that's wrong with America, pretty much. Like, 
it yes. all encapsulated into like a one what hour show? one hour television show it's like everything wrong with america boom we'll put it right in this one network or e-network television show uh, i gave it a 2.5 uh recap it's like i said it's like the hills except with specifically with uh different asian people in la who are all very rich and bling empire actually doesn't have anything really to do with the show other than that they just wear jewelry i love the bling but that, that's what but, i said right but it, yeah. the show title doesn't make sense because empire yeah. Suggests like you built you built an empire, right? And it, yeah. Bling Empire would suggest that you built the empire on Bling, but they didn't. Most of these people are rich because of like uh, real real estate, and uh, the one girl's rich because of Silicon Valley money and stuff like that. It's kind of like the, I know. the Bling Empire title really doesn't work for the show. But it, it was it's one of the most stupid things. But you saw episode two. Uh, let's spoil a little. What was the thing in the ending of of show two? They, uh, when they talk about adoption, she goes like, "Oh, there's a family secret." Spoilers alert for the rest of the show. Look, she never fucking talks about what that family secret is. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, definitely some of these people have like uh mafia money you know what i'm saying oh definitely and so maybe oh, that's yeah. it uh they don't there's also a lot of talk of like this one lady she's like i'm my family would be the emperor my father would be the emperor of china if emperors were still a thing and it's like yeah mm. but it, it's not so why why even discuss that it doesn't make why any sense why you're even talking yeah. about it yeah yeah yeah, no, there's so many wrong things with this show. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, hey, look, you like Holy Moly. I do. Did you know there was an Australian version? What is it called? It's called Holy Moly Australia. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've seen the two first episodes of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the guy from The Tick is still with them as... Oh, uh, really? Yes. Is he actually there? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't recommend this hard enough for you, especially, because I know you love that TV show. And uh, there's a very much fun uh, part of the course uh, that is shaped um, at the, as the planet Uranus. So there's a lot of Uranus jokes in this. That was in the last uh, exact same thing. Okay, yeah. Um, yes. By the way, that's not the guy from The Tick, just to let you know. Okay. Well, well, where is he from, then? It's Rob Riggle. I mean, he's famous from a yes. lot of different things, but not the... I mean, yeah, no, he looks kind of he, he looks kind of like the guy from The Tick. He, I mean, he was okay. on Saturday Night Live at one point. He was on The Daily Show for a while, I think. I'm trying to think of what... Okay. I mean, he's been in a lot of different things. What else have you seen? Uh, Snowpiercer season two, episode one. Yeah, I, I'm waiting on this. I really want to binge it. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Uh, let's see. 
I don't. Let's see. How do I describe it? They change. They the end of season one. Uh, the yes. second train shows up, right? Uh, and in this one, yes. it's yes. building off right out of episode or season one. It's building right out of that. So you basically cut right into right. the end of season one into season two. There's no like gap or anything, uh, building space or anything like that. Uh, so the whole show overall is exa- it feels exactly the same. It feels like they didn't stop filming that they just kept filming after they, so overall I, it, it pretty much feels exactly the same as last season so i gotta give it an eight because hmm. i like oh. last season i yeah i loved i loved last season it was really good sorry um i saw q and the search for q mm-hmm. uh on vice this week uh, three episodes. Uh, very interesting documentary about QAnon and who Q uh, is. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, should we spoil it? Uh, I mean, they kind of don't give a 100% definite answer of who Q sure. is. So, I mean, but I don't they, know what you're going to spoil exactly, but go ahead. I mean, they really, 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 really think it's one guy. <laughs> well, they, they, but at the end, they also go like, uh, yeah, but it, it's a good possibility it's this or this or this as well. So, yeah, they, yes. they do, there's one person that they insinuate it could be, but... They also say yes. there's a lot of evidence that it could not be that. So I don't I, I don't know who I, if you want to say I'll let you say. Yeah, well, they think it's Michael Flynn. <laughs> they do think it's Michael Flynn. I uh, I mean, I I think especially the last episode yeah, is like real building to showing people that it's Michael Flynn. Uh yeah. Uh they well, at least one section of it, because they kind of, like, go in right. sections of, like, okay, let's follow this lead of it, and then let's follow this lead, very investigatively like that. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that Jesse Ventura conspiracy show, for some reason, the way they, yes. like... The way yes. it's... Not, like, the show itself, but the way that, like, <laughs> it's edited together, like, because they go into, yes. like, these segments, and then they go back to, like, their headquarters and, like, talk with their papers and everything... Very yeah. much like that Jesse Ventura show. Uh, and <laughs> that part I didn't really like about it. The information is very interesting. They also yeah. kind of go on a weird tangent about Cicada 3301, which, like, they, they yeah. talk all about it, and then in the end they're like, but that probably has nothing to do with it. It's, they, they, like, <laughs> do a whole episode basically about this, and then in the last episode they're like, uh, disregard yeah. that whole thing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that extremely weird? I thought, I mean, they definitely went down a path because they, like, okay, this is evidence that we have, but then in the end, they just yeah. kind of disregard all the, that evidence <laughs> yes. when, they, when it yeah. comes to their, like, conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> like, the conclusion is, oh, nah, eh, we don't care about this. Yeah, no, but, but yeah, I, 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 I thought it was very interesting. I would say I recommend this. I would say go and watch it. Uh, I give it a 7.5. Oh, yeah. What did I give this? 
I get it a 5.5. 5. Okay. I liked it more than you. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I saw Bridgerton this week. Uh, why? I th- <laughs> I'm not really sure. I, well, I know why, because people are talking about it. That's why I saw it. Why did you see it? Or did you see this? A, yeah, okay. I, I saw two episodes, and I'm fucking out of it. It's oh, boring. Yeah. The cr- it's a boring, non-funny version of The Crown. I just... This show was definitely made for a specific audience, and we're not that oh, audience, definitely. right? No, we're not. And it's not made for a very specific audience, like, very yeah. specific. There's a very specific demographic this show is made for, and we're not that demographic, so, you know, whatever. Uh, I went into this being like, okay, this is going to be, like you said, like The Crown. And then I started watching it and going, is this supposed to be a comedy? Because all there's all the elements of it being a comedy, right? Like the characters are yeah. the characters are all very comedic. Uh, everything yeah. is set up in a way where there should be wacky jokes. Uh, if if you put a laugh track over this in in a certain places, you could probably sell this as a comedy. But it's not a comedy. <laughs> it's so weird to me when I watch it. It's like they made a show as a comedy, and then they were like, "This yeah. isn't really funny." So let's just cut all the jokes out of it, and we'll just pretend that it's a drama. It's so... Like, the family of redheads? How is that not supposed to be a comedic thing, right? I know. Yeah. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't understand how this isn't a comedy. Uh, What did did you give it? I I gave it a three. Maybe it is a comedy, and we just don't get the jokes. Maybe. Uh, What did I give this? I gave it a... um, Where is it? Oh, I didn't give it anything. Uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a th- four. I thought okay. the the way it was filmed was very interesting. It was very unique stylistically, so I, I'll give it an extra sure. point just for that. Well, something that wasn't unique or stylized was something that you were looking very much forward to. Resident Alien, because it was on your most anticipated TV shows of. Well, it was in my uh, it was in my honorable mentions of most anticipated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what did you think about this? It was very well. First of all, it was on Sci-Fi, so it was very yeah. Sci-Fi Network level um, show. It, it's not amazing. It's <sighs> not terrible. It's not terrible either, in my opinion. Um, really. Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it had potential. I think this is the first episode, so it's a pilot, so I have to see where it goes from here. You know what I mean? We haven't seen the second episode yet. It could be either better or worse, but I think this had potential to be a good show. Uh, it just it didn't 100% fill out yet in the first episode, but I there were certain comedic elements that I thought were funny. Uh, but before I go into that, I guess the show is about an alien who crash lands on Earth, right? Uh, mm-hmm. in kind of the middle of nowhere. Where is it? I think it's Montana or something. Very rural yeah. town that he falls into. and he's... It, has, it has some Fargo vibes. And uh, I don't yeah. mean okay. that in a bad way. Yeah. Um. So he takes over the life of a man who lives out in this cabin, kills him, and then... Uh, this is the weird part, I guess, is they decide... That the guy who w- was living in this cabin, who he took the life over of, was a doctor, and now the police decide, oh, we want you to come, 
do an investigation with us about this murder because you're a doctor mm. and you know how to do an autopsy because you're a doctor because every doctor just knows how to do an autopsy bro yeah you don't have to specialize in that, that. right no. <laughs> exactly that's no. that part was stupid to me and then they're like oh and now you're gonna work with us uh the police to to investigate murders now because we just found you out in the middle of nowhere that part i agree with you is dumb but you just kind of got to get past that uh and it and it's just kind of a silly stupid crime drama show kind of like psych i would kind of compare it to psych in a way Oh, oh, I think Psych is such, so much better. Right, but it's got the same kind of similar stylistic, uh, you know, crime drama. They they have to go, sure. each, each episode, it's like the wacky couple has to, like, investigate a different murder each episode. So, in that way, it's very much like Psych. Uh, overall, I gave this a six. Ooh. Uh, well, guess what? I didn't like this at all. Uh, I didn't think it was at, at all funny. I did. I thought it was very trite, and it re- reminded me of a nineties comedy show, uh, like uh, Airheads. Or, do you remember that show? <laughs> Airheads. Uh, yeah. No. Air. Was it the movie? Maybe. Well, uh, I remember the movie Apple. Airheads. Yeah, but I, I don't. Yes. That I don't see the comparison between this show and the movie Airheads whatsoever. <laughs> okay, cool. I do. Yeah, but yeah, no, it uh, it, it reminded me of a kind of a middle of the road nineties movies, and uh, uh, I, I I just didn't get it. I I will give it another episode. I gave it a four point five, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't think it was good at all. Okay, uh, it's it's my turn, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Let's see, what did I see? Kid Cosmic, Fro, on Netflix. Okay. It's a, I have never heard of this. I think it's made by the person who did uh, Powerpuff Girls, actually. Really? Okay, cool. Uh, I like uh, Powerpuff Girls. It's definitely similar animation to that as well, so it's got a similar stylistic uh, thing going on. It's on Netflix. Uh, okay. It's... Definitely a show for kids, right? But it, it it's it's got very uh, for me. I thought it it was a better kid show than most kid shows I've seen recently. Uh, okay, it's 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 got very interesting elements to it. It's about a kid who it, he's hanging out pretending to be a superhero, right? And then this aliens spacecraft explodes over Earth, and these rocks fall on the ground, and he's like, "Oh, cool rocks." But it turns out that these rocks actually do have superpowers. So he's pretending to be a superhero, and all of a sudden, he has super actually has superpowers, right? And then an alien, another alien shows up and is like, hey, I'm here to get those stones back. Uh, and they have to battle this alien in the first episode, and then each episode is like, more aliens are coming to get these stones. Uh, because over the course of the season, uh, they find different aliens find out that these stones were on earth. Right. So that's the idea is that this little kid has to battle all these, uh, alien, uh, bounty hunters, kind of an interesting concept for a kid show. Uh, the animation's pretty cool. The jokes are actually, I thought funny for a children's show. I'd give it a seven. Ah, I really want to see this now. Yeah. It's on Uh, Netflix. Uh, at least Netflix in America. So hopefully in Norway as well. 
Hey, if you take one part Mythbusters, uh, one part uh, uh, the car show on uh, BBC that I never remember the name of, and put it together, you get the show called uh, The Great Escapists on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, this is uh, uh, Belushi, the uh, like dark-haired one, uh, one of the helpers from 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 uh, Mythbusters, and that uh, a tiny guy from that car show. I don't remember the name of. Uh, Top Gear. Top Gear, yes. And uh, they are uh, stranded on a desert island. It's supposed to be uh, fake, but they are kind of like winking and nudging a lot of to to the camera. So it's kind of trying to be Top Gear mixed with Mythbusters together, and nothing of this show fucking works at all. (laughs) It is extremely use, stupid use, Maximus versus, like... You really, really, really have to see this show, Luke. I did see the show. You did? (laughs) You never never asked me, yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think about this show. Because it it is so... It is such a weird show. Because in one of the episodes, for example... they go uh, to war against each other. Like it's kind of like Mistbuster style, where they're kind of showing you things. And it reminded me also of that really shitty uh, uh, other thing they did, like White Rabbit show or something they had on Netflix before. And it's so it's so like it's trying to be fake, but it's also trying to be real at the same time. It's so weird. And they are like standing on this island and it like it shows people like okay like it, they all of a sudden for example uh fake in this show find a grinder in the beginning of the first episode and it's of course it's electrical so they don't need electricity. <laughs> and out of that they build a <laughs> house is so weird. This show is so fucking weird. Uh, I didn't like it at all. I gave it a two. Right, the show is about... the. Well, it's framed in a way where yes. the two men are, yes. on this, are on this island because they got shipwrecked. Uh, yes. And they are being interviewed by some type of border police. patrol police... Yeah. In some country in South America that we don't really know what it is, right? Yes. In, in the interview, they're describing what happened on the island after they were shipwrecked, and the whole premise is like one of them wants to get off the island, and the other one wants to just build like a civilization on the island, I guess. And so <laughs> it's like a build. It's more of like a building show where they're like, we have these limited resources, but it's all like Fro said, it's all fake. The the, the resources so are all fake. fake. Well, yeah, it's, I don't think they're trying to act like it's real in any way, uh, but they they just uh, 
pretend to make things on this strand uh, stranded on this island. So they make like a car in the episode. They in the first episode they make a yeah house. Like, like Fro said, they make like this trap mm. and everything. In the that was in the first episode, and so over the whole thing, I, they make different things, and then eventually they get off the island. It but it's all just stupid and fake. But it's supposed to be. I'm not really sure exactly who this is for, but I think this is kind of they're trying to pull from like the demographic of both people who like MythBusters, who are kind of like uh, people who like Adam Savage and the 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 maker right. space stuff, and then car people who also are kind of like people who like to build things, cars. They're, so they're trying to yeah. go for the demographic of people who like to build things, I think is the idea <laughs> here. And uh, overall, the show is really terrible and really like it is. it's reaching to try to be something just for the sake of being something. And I can understand why it definitely also is being made this way specifically because of COVID times. Because we can yes. stick to guys who are fairly famous, not really like B level, C level famous, and we'll stick them mm-hmm. on an island and make a TV show because we only need two people to make this TV show, right? Uh, so in that way, making it during COVID, I can understand why they did it. Really doesn't work. I give it a three point five. Ugh, so bad. Uh, anything else you watched? Let's see. Uh, talked about that. Oh, one more thing. The sister. Uh, okay. On where was this? Oh, I think it was on Amazon. I believe so. Oh, yeah. Hulu. This was on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, which was like, okay, uh, this seems interesting, but it's another one of these shows, Fro, where oh, it's a brand new show on Hulu, and then you look it up, and it turns out this came uh. out in the UK like last <laughs> year in October. <laughs> Right, okay. I have never heard heard of this. The, there's a reason you haven't heard of it is because it wasn't called the sister in the UK. It was even called a different name in the UK. Oh, what was it called in the UK? Maybe I've seen it. Uh, because the night. Oh yes, I have seen that. <laughs> right. So it's like it's one of these like I think Amazon is the worst about pretending it's yes. an Am- they call it an Amazon original and then you look yes. it up and it's was out in the UK like a year or two ago, right? And I haven't seen Hulu do this as much, but this show specifically they're saying, "Oh, this is brand new to Hulu." Uh and suggesting, "Oh, this is a brand new Hulu show." But it's actually brand new to Hulu in the sense that it's this is the first time it's been in the United States. Um, I mean, it's a good show. It's a psychological thriller about a guy who uh, has like this pretty perfect life, but then his a guy from his past shows up, and it turns out that in his past he accidentally killed somebody when he was partying with them or whatever this woman, mm-hmm. and then uh, his friend finds out that they're gonna dig up the area where uh, they buried the body, and it goes from there. The whole thing's pretty interesting, actually. I'd recommend it. The only thing negative about it is the marketing strategy by Hulu. I'm not going to put that against the TV show, though, right? No, no, no. You you shouldn't. Right. So, overall, it was a very good show. I'm going to give it an... Let's see, what did I give this? Uh, I gave it a 6.5. I thought it was good. It was... Kind of standard uh, formula of the whole uh, of the guy shows up from his past, then he has to uh, fix the thing from his past so that he can stay 
keep his life in the future, right? Very standard kind of idea of a show. So that uh, yeah. it gets points away from it, but for really well acted, and definitely I would recommend it uh, to anybody out there. It's on Hulu. It's called The Sister. The last thing uh, that we saw was uh, The Stand, episode 7. That's right, episode 7, The Walk. Uh, after tragedy, tragedy strikes the Boulder Free Zone, Mother Abigail tasks members of her committee with dangerous a dangerous mission. Meanwhile, Harold and Nadine begin their journey to New Vegas to unite with Flag and claim their reward. Yeah, this was the two towers of uh, the stand, that's for fucking sure. A lot of fucking walking. Yeah, that is definitely true. Uh, it felt like uh, there were certain parts in this episode where it was just, we need to fill space here so that we yeah. can have an episode, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, definitely. And there there was also parts where um, that were very interesting. I mean, the part where... Uh, the part where they find the note uh, from Harold... Uh, I'm not going to ruin yes. where they find the note, but that that whole yes. part was like, it was clearly going to happen, and I even called that it was going to happen. Uh, yes. And then, but it still works so well with the story that it doesn't matter that it, you know it was predictable, I guess. Um, yeah. And then we have the part where we we were both like, oh, somebody's about to die, or somebody's about to get mm -hmm. hurt, and we were like, it, it can't be that guy, and then it ends up being that guy, right? That part was mm -hmm. interesting because. We thought we knew it was going to happen, and then the opposite happened. So that part I enjoyed right. about it. I don't know. What do you think about this episode? Uh, yeah, no, I liked it. Other than uh, that, it uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, about Two Towers from the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, because there was a lot of walking. And I mean, there was a walking montage that is kind of like when that is... Uh, 20% of your runtime, I, I kind of, like, ask question, did we really need to see all of that walking, really? Uh, but, yeah, no, I, 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 I thought it was a good episode. Um, it, it's definitely uh, building up to the climax. Right. I, I can't wait. It really... I mean, this is no bad. It's not a bad show by any means, way or or short, uh, shape. It's an amazing, good show. Uh, but I, I didn't think this was as good as last episode, for example. I didn't think so either. But the last episode was like super packed with amazing. just like everything yeah. was really, really good. And this one had a lot of downtime and a lot. Like there was good things. Like the oh, yeah, yeah. terrifying sex scene was pretty interesting. Yes, um, amazing sex scene. And the ending was really good. Right. A really big ending, yeah. But there's also very cheesy things about it. Uh, I thought him floating in the window in the hotel room was kind of cheesy and stupid. Like, it's something <laughs> you just really didn't need in here. It just made right. him look, I don't know. Uh, it made it reminded me of the guy from uh, Ghostbusters 2 from the painting, whatever his name was. Yes. Where he's floating yes. and it's just kind of goofy and silly. Uh you know, he's already super scary. You don't need him to... You don't need to make him all goofy as well. It doesn't actually make yeah. him less scary to me to have him like that. Right. Um, but I would give this one a 7.5, I think. I gave it a 7. Okay. So we're not that far uh, away from each other. Hey, look, we have some Eurovision news, believe it or not. Oh, okay. uh, uh, well, let's go to the BBC. Eurovision Song Contest 2021 rules out full-scale show. 
I am not very surprised by this at all. Right, yeah. Eurovision Song Contest organizers have ruled out a full live show without social distancing when this year's event is staged in May. They say that they're still weighing up the best way to stage the show and we're being determined but realistic. So, Uh, what does that mean? Well, that uh, they, they 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 think that uh, well they are going to have it uh, on. They just don't know how uh, how they will do it. If right, all okay. acts are going to be there, some of the acts and things like that. Contestants have already been asked to produce a live on tape performance ahead of the competition. Was the next thing I was going to say? What does that mean? Live on tape is not a thing. That's not a. That's not a thing. You can't be live on tape. Those are. <laughs> We've talked about this before, Luke. <laughs> why don't I, I agree? Why don't you just live stream it? We have the ability. It's 2021. We can live. There's Skype. There's Zoom. I don't understand why you have to. Why is this complicated? <laughs> <laughs> it is complicated. Okay. Okay. But uh, we have two countries that we're going to talk about. I will let you uh, decide what country we do first. Uh, I think France probably first, because uh, this one definitely has the least of the two chance to win, I think. Okay. Uh, I totally disagree. Uh, Barbara (laughs) Bravi with voila, voila, voila. It was very, very, very French. I will give it that. Well, I mean, it was all in... There was no English at all, which, I mean, that is a slight negative sometimes in Eurovision, it seems, because almost all the other songs at least have... Even the ones that are, like, 70% in their their, uh, native language, they'll still have a little bit in there in English so that people can sing along, it seems like. That's been my experience in Eurovision. So this one being completely in French is kind of... I think that's going to take some points away from it. I also thought this song didn't really have the uh, the punch. It didn't have a moment in it where it's going to get the crowd up out of their feet and, like, you know, going crazy. Do you know, this really reminded me of the Portugal win with the guy that, uh, that sang jazz. Do you remember him that sang in Portuguese? And right, sang the, guy who was, like, the guy who was sick? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, with a heart problem. Right, I don't remember his name, but I remember the song. Right. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that uh, uh, on some level. And her voice is fucking amazing. I think it is very, like... Well, this is a music song. video. We got to put that into perspective. Yes. We haven't seen a live version. So. No, this right. is live. This is live. Oh, was it? It looked like a music video yes. to me. No. The, oh, okay. Uh, the, it's, it, the they just show, put, like, um, a black and white filter on it for some reason? Yes. Okay. Yes. But uh, uh, this is uh, live from the festival. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, she sings like a bomb. And I, 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 I really like the song. And it, it's, it, it is... It has some... Uh, 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 and here's wh- where I disagree with you. It has some uh, parts of it where I think there is ability for people that don't uh, uh, speak French to sing along. There's a lot of voila, 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 voila in it. And I mean, 
that isn't that hard to remember. So I think it has a, a, some chances of winning, actually. Uh, I just think it, even it, it, because it's more of like a somber piece, I don't think it's yeah. necessarily one that you're going to see a lot of people singing along to. Maybe, maybe you will, I don't know. What did you give this? Oh, right, I didn't even think about scoring these. Uh, I'll give this one a six. Cool. I will write that down. And I will give it... Um, hmm. I think I will give it seven and a half, actually. I okay. really liked it. Um, but uh, let's talk about the more modern one, I guess. Uh, Eden Aline with Set Me Free. This is the girl that was... Uh, from last year's Israel, if you remember that one. Well, uh, year, year before last, technically, or did did or last was it last year, like twenty twenty? Yeah, last year. Oh, okay, yeah. and I don't remember it then. Yeah, she had the Israel. Yeah, the one set me free. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I don't remember it. Yeah. I'm, I okay. I guess I kind of just blocked out all of last year's Eurovision that we covered because it never happened, right? <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, overall, I yeah. thought this this one definitely was a music video, number one. Uh, oh, definitely. But it had potential for stage performance because they kind of set yeah. it up in the music video how the performance would be on yes. stage, right? With the... Yeah. Clearly, the things that they had around them were supposed to kind of represent cell phones, I thought. Is that what you... Yeah. That's what it seemed like to me, so. that it was like a representation yeah. of like being online... Or, like, mm. being a... They talked about TikTok and stuff, even, in the song. Yeah, so, yeah. in that way, it felt modern. It felt like people could uh, uh, dance to... It definitely was a dance beat to it. It's got... Yeah. Uh, um, it's got all the hooks that a Eurovision song would have, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it's pretty standard, trite pop song. But that's, yeah. that's Eurovision, right? <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, I that's kind of my my only trifle with this as well that I I have heard it a thousand times before in Eurovision. Right. But that doesn't really. I I'm not sure that is against it. I I actually think that's something that works for it because it's it's very Eurovision. I think. I, but like you said, it has this modern twist, and I like how she. Uh, mostly sings this song in English and has some like Israeli in it, like parts of it. Right. It's like you have uh, you have some native tongue in it, like maybe five percent of it. But still, I really did this song. I have had this on my music list the last week, so I dig this. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of songs yet. We've only seen three, but of the three, yes. this one I see with the most potential to do well in Eurovision. Be okay. Because of the production value, because of everything else about it. Um, mm. That's not saying much out of three songs, right? But, uh, sure, sure. I think the thing that... One of the things that was bad about the music video, this is saying nothing about the song, is in the very end, they're like showing these people is clearly they're showing these Israeli people. Right. And it's like, yeah, shows these three people of different kind of 
uh, genders and types and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, and now they're going to show all these other types of people, right? No, they just repeat yeah. the same three people over and over again. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, yeah. I thought this was going to be like about inclu being inclusive and stuff. But they're like, right. we're inclusive as long as you're one of these three people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That part was a little weird. Yeah, I agree. But uh, what do you, do you give this? Uh, this one, I'm, I'm going to give a 7.5. 7.5. Um, yeah, the more I will, like, I like the French one on a personal level, maybe better. It's more me. But sure. on a Eurovision level, I think maybe you are right. And, and, and uh, it has maybe a bigger chance of winning. A broader appeal uh, is, I think, the way I would put it. It's like broader appeal is a good, right? Yeah, good, uh, good uh, word. Yeah, I agree. I will give it an eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they were both good songs. Uh, the one is just a lot more poppy. I think is the, the thing yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna be doing a lot more Eurovision coming up, so we look forward to that, Jeremy. We will. <laughs> Jeremy's favorite thing is when we <laughs> Should we just start, like, uh, well, there's no way to do that. I was going to say, like, we could just be like, okay, now fast forward every time. Like, <laughs> Now, Jeremy, we're done talking about Eurovision. I promise. <laughs> we should sneak in some Eurovision talk, like, all through the show. Um, like, it's like, happened before or, in the past we, yeah. uh, where it, it just, like, sneaks in, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. We have a Facebook page for people that are still on Facebook, and his name is not Fro. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to another digital citizen on Facebook. Anything from anywhere in the world? I didn't see any emails. Um, nothing on the Facebook. I don't. I don't see anything. No. Uh, not a really big deal though. Uh, let's see. Oh, movie round. Right. Uh, yeah. everything's so different now. Uh, we're gonna have to like figure everything out. We don't even know how long this show is going to be, actually, now that I think about it. This is all oh. kind of a test show, we should point out, of, like, how we're going to do the show from now on, since we cut the main topic. So everything's, like, kind yeah. of a little weird this week. So we're going right into the movie round, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, Army yeah. Hammer, Fro, which I didn't even know this. that was this guy's name. When I, I, I saw his picture, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. I've seen him in movies. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've heard, I've heard That's... all about like the controversy with this guy. I yeah. just never knew who he was. But do you want to go into it... this? And I'll, 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 we'll talk about it. No, it's no, no. I will not go into it. Okay. I, that totally and a hundred and ten percent just like I had it. <laughs> like you had heard about the Army Hammer situation, yes. and you were like, oh, yeah. it's just some guy with a weird name. Ooh. Yeah. Right, and then I saw his picture in this article, and I was like, oh, that guy. Right, and then I saw yeah. his wife, and I was like, oh, I've seen her in things too, right. Uh, yeah. Speaking of his wife, Army Hammer's ex is speaking out after acknowledging her estranged husband 
Oh, acknowledging her estranged husband's ongoing cannibal scandal, last week Elizabeth Chambers struck a very different tone uh, in her first statement directly addressing the controversy. She said she's devastated and been trying to process everything that's been transpiring for the past several weeks. Uh, She's shocked, heart... Oh, it says, I'm shocked, heartbroken, and devastated. Uh, Heartbreak aside, I'm listening and will continue to listen and educate myself on these delicate matters. Okay. She's going to delicate... I guess she's going to educate herself on... On eating people? Yeah, on cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah, got to feel I... bad for her, especially since she didn't know any of this was happening. But, I mean... Yeah. What I get... This is what I'm going to understand. He was, like, talking to people online. Like... Yes. Sexting or... what, Like, kind of weird sexual stuff. But some of yes. the sexual stuff, like, involved, like, weird... Weird kinks. Human. Which included, yes. like cannibal like not actual cannibalism maybe but but like uh cannibalism role play maybe yes yes fantasizing about eating e being eaten which i've heard is a thing in like i've heard of it as a thing in the past it's just it's strange to hear it come out in like a with a celebrity and all these other things right yeah but uh yeah no it uh, well, it is uh, something. <laughs> it certainly uh, is something. I, I, I've seen a lot of movies this week. I don't know why that is, but I have. Uh, go on, Luke. Uh, let's see. The first thing I saw, I guess, let's do something you saw a while ago. Sightless from. Yeah. Which I guess is available on Netflix now if people do want to go is. see this. It's about a woman who loses her sight because of uh, an attack, like a, ran- a random attack by somebody on the street. She loses her sight and then she's being taken care of in this, uh, in a in a home where they teach you how to, how to live your life being blind. Like they teach you how to use a cane. They teach you how to like navigate throughout an apartment uh, and things like that. Um, but then it turns out that maybe what she thinks is a place that's trying to help her is doing something nefarious and she's trying to figure out, oh, who are these people? Are they out to get me? Very interesting thriller, uh, drama. I super like this movie. Uh, it was very good. I gave it a 7.5. I, I'm watching it and I go, oh, that's when Fro recommended it to me is because he starts talking about the Velt. And I was like, yeah, this is weird. This was one of the books uh, I had uh, mentioned when we talked about like our favorite, least favorite, favorite books, childhood books or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, that's when Fro recommended this movie to me probably is when we talked about that. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting callback, uh, at least for me when I was watching the movie. Uh, it's very good. Uh, I not, can't spoil anything for anybody. I just recommend it. Go out and watch it. Uh, it's from last year, I believe. Yeah. Mm. And it's yeah. on Netflix. I've seen a Spanish movie this week called Under the Freezing Point. That's at least what it's called in Norwegian. Oh, okay. I have no clue what it's called in English. But uh, it's about this uh, transport of some prisoners uh, that... Um, uh, gets stopped in the middle of uh, the freezing winter with somebody 
that wants to get in and get one of the prisoners out for a reason that I will not spoil. Sure, okay. Uh, so they have to like fight against the enemy and the cold weather. That is why it's called Under the Freezing Point. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. It is very action. It's very nerve. And I really dig the reason of why this prisoner transport is stopped. And there are some very like cool and very interesting things. Uh, types of people we meet in this movie so i will give it an eight and it's uh, from 2021 and now on netflix i saw um outside the wire this week i think you Mm -hmm. saw this a couple weeks ago or something uh yeah this is wow holy propaganda batman this movie it's got I all the propaganda. You, you it's got all the propaganda <laughs> American eyes propaganda you could want in here. It's got uh yes. Those terrible Russians, it's got uh drone drone bombing people is good. It's got uh, uh mm-hmm. be a proud soldier and if you die that's good because uh, you helped America. It's got all that great jingoistic mm-hmm. garbage that you could ever want. Uh, I'm not even going to go into what it's about because it's stupid. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> it is so bad. It is so fucking bad. And it's just so blatantly uh, like ridiculous. Yeah. I saw a movie that was good and with Justin Timberlake in it. That's something you don't say in very often. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a good Justin Timberlake movie, if you paid me. Uh, this has gotten 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 on under B. It's about Palmer, uh, this guy that has been to prison. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that comes back and uh, uh, gets uh, kind of a relationship with a kid he doesn't really want to have there in his life and then falls in love with the kid and start fighting for the kid. That's more or less the story, and the kid is totally gay, uh, and and that is kind of the storyline as well, like him being like tough and muscly and kind of out of prison, and this is 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 so uh, is in the southern part of of uh, United States and things like that is like looked upon uh, as a good thing. Very, very, very good child acting in this movie by a kid called Ryden Allen. Uh, but yeah, Justin Timberlake's and his relationship in this movie is just amazing. And uh, I give it a 8.5. Yeah, I heard good things about this. Um, I saw The Dig, also on Netflix. Uh, uh, did you see this? Yes. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed oh, it. Yeah. Uh, it's about... It's a s- historical piece uh, in England right before World War II. Like, literally, it goes up... The very end of the movie is right when they declare war. So it's 
the whatever months before that, weeks before that, uh, and it's about an archaeologist who digs up a, a old boat that they believe is uh, Viking at the beginning, but then in the end you find out it's not. Uh, it's based on a true story, uh, starring what Ralph Fiennes and Ralph Fiennes, yeah, and who else Carrie is Mulligan in it? And Carrie Mulligan, right? Carrie That's Mulligan, Lila James is in this. Like right. I love. Love Carrie Mulligan and Lily James and Royal Fiennes. Uh, my only problem with this movie is that it's a little slow. Uh, yeah, but it, 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 I mean, it's meant to be slow. I just like the way it all ties everything together at the end, where it's like, uh, yes. It, in a way, every, it, there is not a happy ending to this. All right, that's oh, one thing I kind of liked about it is that. It yeah. seems like, oh, everything's going to wrap up and everybody's going to have... They're going to be with who they need to be with or whatever, like... Which kind of ended up happening, but in the end, it's it's also very sad. Uh, this definitely has Oscar bait written all over it. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, I still liked it. I, the thing about it is the acting is very good. It is a little slow, but that's kind of what it, it, it's meant to be, so I, I'll give it... I, it I'll give it that. It wasn't trying to be an action movie, and then there was a, all this walking, right? Like, it, like the TV show. Uh, overall, I gave it an eight. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't like it as much as you. I gave it a seven. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's 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 good. I, I I just thought it it was a little bit. Too slow in the beginning, I think, is my ma- main uh, problem with this. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, maybe it was just... I, uh, the, I was kind of interested in the dig itself, to be honest. I was like, okay. there were certain parts where it went back to her and like her whole drama of being sick, and I'm like... Would they just go back yeah. to the dig? I just want to see what's in this hole. Like, I, that was really interesting <laughs> to me for some reason. I don't know what that says about me, but... Uh, I saw the little things. Uh, this was an HBO Max thing. Uh, their first movie that uh, was like, oh, we're going to show this in the movies and uh, on HBO Max on the same uh, day. It has Daniel Washington in it. It's, it has uh, Rami Malek in it. And it has Jared Leto in it. Uh, so it should be very, very good, right? Right? Well, Jared right. Leto's a psychopath, so I don't know about that, but sure. Well, he plays plays the psychopath, so that's... that's so that might uh, help. Actually very, sure. <laughs> that is very, very fitting. Um, why wasn't this made in 93? It reminds me of a 1993 movie with Denzel Washington. It reminds me of of uh, of uh, of any like thriller from the nineties. Right. It's very like very 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 nineties feeling of of everything in it, from the plot point to the acting to the filming to the everything like this felt extremely nineties, and. I don't especially like that 
in 2021. Uh, like, if I want to see the Bone Collector, I can go back and see the Bone Collector. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I, I don't need to see the Bone Collector in 2021 again. But, uh, yeah, no, it felt very Bone Collector-ish uh, with, like, stylish and things like that. I will say that... Uh, Jared Leto is amazing in this movie. Denzel Washington is amazing in this movie. Remy Malek was eh, okay, I guess. But uh, I, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Alright, I saw a documentary. Crack. Uh, it, it, it's called Crack. Uh, but then uh, Cocaine, Corruption, and Conspiracy documentary on yeah. Netflix. Guess what it's about, from? It's about crack. Mm. I wonder why. But this 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 movie is kind of like it's a little bit like retconning history in a way cuz it it kind of decides I'm just going to skip over a, a lot of the Iran Contra stuff. It like right. it mentions it but like kind of like um mentions all the stuff around it without pointing out hey this was the actual reason this all happened, right? right. <laughs> um which I thought was a little bit retconny uh, in that way. The documentary, pretty standard documentary. Uh, nothing super, like, interesting as far as the stylistically as a documentary. Um, very interesting, like, interviews with people who were, you know, actual crackheads in the 80s when it was all, like, who were, like, reformed and everything, which those were very cool. Uh, they had... Freeway Ricky Ross was interviewed in this documentary as well, so they had all the interesting players in there. Overall, I give it a, I'll give it a six. It's good, but it's not anything you really have to go out and and see. And if you know about the uh, what happened with the crack epidemic and Iran Contra and the corruption with the police and everything else that was happening during that time, it doesn't have any new info that you don't already know, probably. Hey, talking about the uh, movie I saw this week, let's see the trailer uh, for the movie with Denzel Washington in it. The Little Things. You know him, didn't you? Then you had that one little feeling. He said light. But you waved it away. You should have listened to that one little feeling. Just like I'm listening to you now. You can talk. Is it me, or does Denzel Washington begin... To look old. You're not exactly. He just didn't dye his hair for this movie. That's like the only. He looks exactly the same, except he's just got. Since he left. He's got silver in his hair. Still got to catch him, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. that's why he looks older. Yeah, for, at least to me. Yeah. I can assure you all, we are taking. It definitely looks like something right out of the '90s, though. You're right. I've seen yeah, this trailer but, multiple times, but I don't think I've ever paid attention. Guys, a shark. If he stops, he dies. He likes to cry. Because this is the first time I'm actually like listening. Yeah. He must really like my car. I do. And Jared Leto looking very Jared Leto. Right. Something I gotta know. How's a guy with... I, I think it was just... Uh, I, I looked a little on the numbers, and it did okay in the movies. Oh, it was number one. What I see. Right, well, it does have... Just big actors that people go, oh... Those are good actors, yeah. I want to see it. Or those are you know, famous actors, at least. And they are all very good actors. Why that? Why oh yeah, Jared Leto is good when he's in good movies. 
he was just terrible as the Joker. He's been in a, a bunch of bad movies, actually, but yeah. He was... Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In in his past, yeah. He's been in some good movies, too, though. He was in Fight Club. I mean, that's probably one of the yeah. first times I remember him in any the girls he killed. But uh, yeah, like, just his look is very, like, 90s. Everything about him is very, so, like, 90s. Right, totally. It's the little things, Jimmy. Could totally be the sequel the to The Bone Collector. Heart, the little things that... I like The Bone Collector, though. Yeah, it's got a it's got a feeling of like a few few different movies. It's kind of got a seven feeling to it as well. Like it's got yeah, a very nineties yeah. that kind of movie, yeah, feeling to it for sure. So, Luke, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Sheriff Joe Deke Deacon joins forces with Sergeant Jim ba oh, Baxter to search uh, for a serial killer who terrorizes Los Angeles. As they track the culprit, Baxter is unaware that the investigation is dredging up Deke's past, uncovering disturbing secrets that could threaten more than his case. Uh, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54% of Metacritic, uh, and 68% of Google users liked it. Well, uh, Veronica Fitzhug on Google says, I'm a black, non-binary, anti-racist worker and a victim of police br brutality. I felt a little things would be another piece of police propaganda propping up Blue Lives Matter movement. The trailer shows a uh, Charlie Manson-esque creepy person played by Jerry Leto being interrogated and intimidated by a tough, rough cop played by Denzel Washington. Very law and order paradox of armed power being unjust and violent just to gain justice from someone who does not really deserve the invite uh, compassion or protection. But we can talk about this because blue life is also black lives. And the victim is white. Yep, this movie, despite cop cover-ups, cop corruption, cop illegal searches, and cop murder. Jesus Christ, this this woman. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so did she like it? or No, she didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, five stars. Oh, she did like it. Okay, that was confusing. Yeah, um, yeah super confusing. Yeah. Uh, another person who liked it, Roland, uh, from IDMB, gave it a 7 out of 10. He says, Denzel is great. I always, as always, Jared Leto makes, uh, Sparma a charming misfit. I guess that's the guy's name. I didn't buy into Malik as a detective, though. I wish the ending was slightly, wasn't as ambiguous, but still an enjoyable movie that leaves you thinking about the possibilities. Um... But Daniel Thabat says, uh, 2 out of 10, this movie had the potential to be the 7 of 2021. However, it fell short, very short. In fact, I think it got lost uh, in its own character study. The only message I got from this movie is, corrupt cops? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also coming out this week, uh, 
is uh, the night uh, is a sen- Sundance headliner. Uh, it has an Iranian couple living in the U.S. become trapped inside a hotel when an inches uh, events forces them to face the secrets that have come between them in a night that never ends. This has a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Has nobody that you know in it. Supernova, uh, a gay couple, one musician, and the other a novelist on, embark on a road trip as dementia starts to take hold of one of them. Uh, starring Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth. Okay. Mm. Um... 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Metacritic, 82% of Google users liked it. Another movie that came out, it looks like only at Target on DVD, uh, when a small town drifter, <laughs> wow. Sammy Batch, bar latch, drives into town uh, on the search for his next cold beer and opportunity. He gets more than he bargained for. Food, lodging, and surprising possibilities of a better future fall into his lap thanks to redhead Jamie Lee and her brother Jason, but breaks don't come easy in the town of Venice Holler, finding themselves powerless against the forces of corruption and prejudice Sammy has to fight. This is called Tomato Red Blood Money. From. Okay. Out of these movies, I would watch uh, the little uh, things because uh, that's actually what I saw. <laughs> so, what out of the three movies that you haven't seen would you want to see? Uh, oh, definitely the night looks super interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I guess I would say the little things, but after reading the reviews and hearing what you have to say about it, maybe the night is the thing that, that we should be picking here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, pluggy plug, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. I really hope you enjoy the eye of the world. I will pick a new book next month. Uh, we'll probably do that next week. I'll talk two seconds about eye of the world. Uh, I have read it before, uh, it is the first book in uh, the Wheel of Time series. I think it is maybe like four, four or five years ago. I since I read the whole series, mm. uh, and the first first book is very like I, I think one of the reasons why I like this book series. There's are, are there are some boring books. I I'll admit that two of the books are crazy hard to get through because it's so much boring things okay but uh, uh but it's 17 books or something like that's crazy so it's not crazy uh, but uh yeah the, the first book is very like it sets the tone for at least the five next books and it's very like you know you know kind of like what could be the ending of the start of the book that's what i like especially about the book because we meet we meet what what one of the main characters could become in the beginning of the book. So yeah, now uh, I I will give the first book uh, eight point five out of ten. 
uh, it gets better, and I think the three last books are definitely the best. Uh, yes, next week we will talk a lot of news. We will talk uh, next last episode of The Stand, uh, episode 8. Uh, I think we will do some Eurovision. Uh, we will have another digital review of The Human Factor. I'm going to guess that has something to do with humans and the factor of being humans. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, I've no. It sounds like a TV show, though, doesn't it? Like it should yeah, be a science, like a science yeah. TV show. Yeah. Yeah. With what we what what was the flat earther called? Uh, the science guy. Flat, flat earther science guy. I don't know. Yeah, we, we talked with the flat earther last week. He called. Mm-hmm. He called uh, the science guy, uh, lying guy, or something like that. Oh, Bill Nye, science guy. Yeah, okay. Bill Nye, the like, lying what? guy. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. He said Bill Nye, the lying guy, instead of the science guy. I I, I laughed when he did that. Hey, Super Bowl is this weekend. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I didn't even know they were still playing football, but I guess. <laughs> They must not have crowds or anything, I'm assuming. Uh, very limited, it says there. Okay. I, I have no clue what that means. I guess we will see this Sunday. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs because that's what I like. Uh, I guess that leaves you with the Buccaneers. Sure, I guess so. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't know who's. I don't know. Who knows who's better? Uh, not me. That would be the answer. <laughs> I remember when the Chiefs won last time. I was very happy because I think they played. Played. Uh, played a team I definitely didn't like. Tampa by Bay Buccaneers. I couldn't. I. I I am going to guess that it's in Florida. You got me. Uh, oh, Tampa Bay? Yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that Kansas City is in Kansas? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I would assume so. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Round, uh, what do you have for me there? Uh, let's see, what should we talk about first? I guess, um, Bernie's, there, an article came out in the San Francisco Chronicle about Bernie's coat, uh, and his, specifically, I guess, his mittens, uh, they said it was a subtle, uh, lesson in white male privilege, because Bernie was wearing a coat and not wearing, like, a suit, so, because he was wearing a coat... Now they're saying that he he's a misogynist for wearing a coat when it was cold outside, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened this week. Oops. I'm not sure how that goes, but sure. Uh, Manchester United beats Southampton 9-0 this week. That was fun. That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's a lot in football. Right, yeah. Um... There had to be something going on there. Did they, like, lose players or anything? 
Like, did they uh, lose, was, like, was, a really, was one of their geez. really good, they just had a terrible game? Okay. Yeah, Southampton isn't, like, a terrible team either. And it's in the Premier League, so it's like, what? Right, so and, any game, like, it doesn't really matter if the, it was the best team in the league and the worst team in the league. 9-0 sure. is, like, yeah, still, like, crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, ba- oh, yeah, Jeff Bezos is going to quit. Uh, Amazon, but not really quit Amazon. He's actually just going to move from being the CEO to being on the board of of Amazon. <laughs> People were making a lot of this online. Jesus Christ. Oh, Jeff Bezos is quitting. He's quitting. No. Well, one of the things is, like, there's a big uh, scandal right now in Amazon about uh, stealing like they were stealing wages they were taking tip tips that should be going to the workers and it became a big scandal and he he's now leaving the ceo position which they're kind of suggesting maybe because of the scandal is the reason he's actually leaving if that makes sense oh yeah yeah no (laughs) i don't really think that i mean it's possible that it has like Part, it's part to, to do with it. It's possible. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, the Viking was unmasked on the mask singer UK. Guess if I was right or something, that it was the lead singer of AHA that was under the mask. It was definitely the lead singer of AHA under the mask. I said that from episode one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I was right. Um... Yeah, were you? Did yeah. you see anybody else saying that, or was it just your hunch? Uh, I recognize this, the voice right away. <laughs> it's like I I recognize it right away. But yeah, people were saying the same thing, so it's not not, not like I was the only one that said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah the the my pillow guy went on. Newsmax, which is like uh, an even more right wing place Christ. than Fox, yes, and they even had to go like, "Hey, dude, you're getting a little crazy <laughs> here. <laughs> Maybe just chill out a little bit, bro." <laughs> yeah, he's in more trouble now because uh, he lost his uh, My Pillow account on on Twitter. Uh, the firm itself got uh, perma-banned mm-hmm. because uh, he used it as his private Twitter account, so uh, yeah. I think he needs a pillow and needs to sleep. Uh, yeah. D- did you hear no. about... Well, there's this guy who, for I don't know, the last ten years, they suspected of him being D.B. Cooper, the guy who, like, stole all that money and jumped right. out of an airplane. In like the 1970s, mm-hmm. uh, that guy passed away, and he didn't like leave any deathbed confession or anything. So it's almost like uh, he either wasn't the guy, or he, or he was, and he uh, took the secret to his grave, which is an interesting end of that story, if it is. Uh, AOC has been in the news this week. We didn't really talk about it. First, she was on Twitter and said to. Ted Cruz, hey, fuck you, you don't have have the right to agree with me, you almost killed me. And then she comes out as a a 
survivor of sexual assault. Kind of uh, AOC heavy week, it felt like. Uh, I mean, there were at the end, well, at least towards the end of the weekend, there were, because she came out on Instagram and did this whole big. Th- that's where this all came from. Is like this one right. kind of big. Uh, not I, I don't want to say speech because it's not really a speech. It's just an Instagram no. uh, video she put out live, I think, uh, mm-hmm. where she just discussed all this stuff and um, uh, what happened at the. Capital just really telling the story of what actually happened to her and all that. It was it was an interesting video and very moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then it was this very also extremely weird uh, video of an officer pepper spraying a handcuffed nine year old girl in the back of a squad car. Did you see this video? Uh, yeah. Him atrocious yeah and yet not surprising anymore almost in america right but she's nine yeah i know it's it's terrible it's just like in america it's like this is like just the norm almost at this point it i mean it's sad it's just um nothing's gonna change as far as like police reform or anything because uh, after everything that's happened in the last year uh you think some kind of police reform would be a huge discussion right now, but it's not. Mm. Uh, did you see this new Coming to America official trailer with Eddie Murphy? Uh, no, I didn't. Are you looking forward to it? I mean, it, it's probably going to be okay, but uh, I, the, the original, like, you go back and watch it, and it's like, it doesn't... It's not that it doesn't hold up. It has jokes that are not acceptable for now, right. and I think that's one of the reasons they're like, we got to remake this movie because people can't go back and watch the original because it's not that's not acceptable. Yeah, no, the 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 original, the, I mean, the original came out in eighty Jeez, early eighties. I was gonna say early. no, eighty late. No, I think it came. Uh, from 95 and up, I think. <laughs> Let's see who's right. Uh, 1998. <laughs> 1998? 88. Oh, 88. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's... Yes. Yeah, alright. Yes. Yeah. I was five, so I, I don't remember... Yes. I, I didn't have a great frame of reference for that, but yeah. Uh, I was nine. <laughs> I was thinking... Yeah, it seemed like it came... Yeah, um... I mean, that movie was alright, but I never was a huge fan of it, to be honest. Yeah, I like, I like it. It is, uh, like, it's, it's, it's Eddie Murphy doing Eddie Murphy thing. Right, I just never, I don't know, as a kid, like, cause that's when I saw it, uh, I just remember mm. it not being, like, a movie that I was super, I didn't, like, laugh out loud at, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a movie that's kind of, like, grown on me more than uh, like yeah maybe it's I like should... saying yeah sorry maybe I need to see the original first before I go back and watch or before I see the new one you know what I mean because I haven't seen it oh, in years I don't think I've seen it in at least ten years so I will definitely do that it's it's something I will see um, frenemies was okay this week I mean again not a podcast. I... 
make, making no. cakes is definitely not <laughs> something you can just put on like your phone and listen to, right? And, and ugly cakes as well. Right, but I listened to it, so I haven't. I need to go back and wa- wa- actually watch the cake part because I haven't actually even seen them. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think the discussion before the cake making was more interesting than the cake making. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I think they need to stick to that. St- it seems like Trisha always wants to do something like involving food because yeah. that's kind of like her yeah. wheelhouse on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, and so she wants to like incorporate that, but it's that's not a podcast thing. Like, if me and you just sat here and ate something for thirty <laughs> minutes, that's not good audio. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have no clue what you mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's 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 kind of like it's it, it irritates me that they call it a podcast because like. No, it isn't. Well, it's I think like not the podcasts. I don't. I th- think I. I think they've kind of differentiated like frenemies and the H three podcast, which I is like a, it. It is a podcast uh, to a degree. Uh, to where a degree, yes. I think After Dark is the most podcast esque podcast of their yes. three or four shows that they do. Right, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how many it is now because I don't think they're doing Content Court anymore, which was like my favorite show they did. I that was like yeah. one of the reasons I really started to get into their things, and they're like not doing yeah. it anymore. Uh, they did the thing with Copland instead of doing Content Court. They called it something else, that which is basically really the same. It's the same thing. They just aren't doing like the gimmick. Um. Right. But I like the gimmick. They don't need to do the gimmick to be good. I miss the gimmick. I miss the gimmick. Yes, I like the gimmick. I thought it was funny to make fun of the court uh, system. It's like making fun of, like, Judge Judy shows. You know what I mean? And I like that. I think it was a good gimmick. I I think it, by like, without the gimmick is less fun and interesting of a show to me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. That's my feelings on the issue. Yeah. <laughs> that is my feelings on the issue. Hey, uh, should we go uh, soon? Uh, let's end with a new trailer for the new uh, Bruce Willis movie. Okay. I have sent you a link. Okay. Um... It is called Cosmic Sin, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, I mean, with a title like that, we need to see it. It is a science fiction movie uh, directed by Frank Drake. Uh, Edward Drake, sorry. Starring Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo. Mm-hmm. Remember Frank Grillo? Right, wasn't he in... Uh... That terrible movie from last year with uh, yes. Nicolas Cage? Yes. What, why can't I remember the name of it? Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, yes, I think so. He's been in so many things, actually. He's like that actor you've seen in everything and you just don't remember him. All right, I got the trailer. Yes. Give me a countdown. He was in Jiu-Jitsu, yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm, having, I'm having very, very high thoughts of this. That's why I really wanted to see this. I haven't seen this, look. No, so, me neither. In three, two, one, play. Appropriate audience. I mean, it's got to be a pretty new trailer. It's only got 112 
or 812 views on this, and yeah, it was posted today at some point. Yeah. Let's see, what's the oldest comment on here, I guess? Sort by newest first. Mr. James Ford. First comment was an hour ago, so. Okay. He's offered to reinstate you. Wow. This uh, doesn't look generic or anything. Before the Vander made first contact. <laughs> There's Frank Grillo. Yeah. Good old Frank Grillo. They believe we're hostile. Yeah, this looks so generic. Wow. <gasps> oh my god, it's sure zombies and... Zombie aliens. Oh. oh, is it zombies versus aliens? Oh, that's what it is. Oh. That there is a space gate. That would be fun. They can bring their army here. Jesus Christ, this looks bad. If we want to launch the Q-bomb... I don't think it's Jiu-Jitsu bad. Did they say Q-bomb? They did say Q-bomb. You don't remember the Q-bomb, Luke. Are they talking about QAnon? <laughs> no. It's the... Uh, they started with an A-bomb, and then they went down the... Oh, oh that's... Uh, yeah, you're right. That is what they're going yeah. for. Yes. We're gonna take it. <laughs> the P-bomb was really gross. It just got everywhere. Dying things yellow. Needed to drink more water before they made the P-bomb. <laughs> wow, this looks generic. Cosmic Sin. Can't wait to not see it. I'll probably see it. That's that's, that's the actually true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I think that was it. That's it. Let's wrap it up. Uh, my name is Frog. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.